In a world where fans are forever restless, the rules are ever-changing, and you have to be told just how much your favorite team blows to rise above the rest. Welcome to the Coach Coaches with your hosts, Lacey Kay and Drew Hale. On the field online with the Dirty Birds kick the three. Hmm. Welcome, welcome to the Couch Coaches. Hell, man. That um, was me, joke. Yeah, you're probably not going to hear all that because of the way our, our intro comes in. But, I mean, it's technically football related. And it's I mean, it, oh, absolutely. Look at Chris. Come on. Like, it's worth. Dirty Birds kick the three right there on the 50 yard line. Hell yeah. Like, oh, my God. Maybe not for the Dirty Birds, but I will take what I can get. Yeah. How are you doing tonight, Drew? Oh, living the dream. Living the dream. Yeah. Well, every well every time we do an episode, I feel like we are. Yeah, for sure. You know Seriously, I mean? this is the this is the greatest part of the week, right? Um, yeah, we were on a little bit of a hiatus, scheduling conflicts and so on and so forth. But we are back for this weekend episode, and we'll make sure to also have that episode for the weekdays scheduled ahead, so you guys won't be doing without. Um, yeah, we want to apologize too. There's a lot of people that reach out to us to try and get a spot on the show and. And wanted to participate, and we've probably been very delayed at best in our responses. Well, we with so. us growing and like stuff in our lives going on, like stuff's been moving around, scheduling yeah, sometimes sure. hard. We're working on like a permanent studio that we've been talking about, so we're working on that, and hopefully with that comes a more stable schedule and better quality for you guys. Um, but yeah, so it's a little bit hard right now, but we will get on thing. We have a small waiting list for people who want to be on the show that we want to get on the show. So maybe we'll have one this Sunday. We're going to try, and then going forward, be able to catch up with those those fans. Yeah, for sure. Um, but a good way to start the episode tonight, and a good way to start it any time around this part of the year is fantasy football. Ooh, yeah. Right? We haven't talked about it yet on the show. But we want to get into it a little bit before the training camps come around, and, in, and you know, hamstrings start popping, and ACLs start tearing, uh, and, you know, unfortunately, if you draft before that, when you're missing half your team. Yep. Um, so, I mean... Right now, actually, me and Drew are in two leagues together with other people, but um, different for us is we've been wanting to try a Dynasty League, and now we're yeah. finally getting to do yeah. that yeah, with yeah. our boy Kevin, who was on the show before, as you viewers know. Um, so we're doing a Dynasty League, but where we're doing it, it's um, a, a mail-in one. So there's no time clock. As soon as everyone's logged in for the league, the timer starts. So you, we start drafting right away. So it's a little bit earlier than what I'm used to. Like, I usually like doing it, yeah. to, like, closer to the season, know who's injured and whatnot, but at least it's filling that gap that I'm missing from football. For sure, for sure. Yeah, the only the only angst, right, the the anxiety that kicks in is, oh, man, training camp's coming up, we're going to have, uh, you know, people are, ACLs are going. And, First three uh, rounds, all my know, players are going to be injured, I have a feeling. Oh, yeah, same, uh-huh. same, for sure, so. But, yeah, no, it's, 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 it's exciting. Drew here, you surprised me a little bit. I'm not going to go into the players so the fans don't bash too much, but going back-to-back receivers with your first two picks, Mm. that's not my philosophy, and everyone knows I know what I'm doing, reigning champ, (laughs) back-to-back season, going for that 3 Oh, man. Um, I'm going going Ron Ron Wolf strategy. Ron. (laughs) Going uh, best player available. So, uh, you know, know, pick on value. You got to pick on value. After the two receivers, you take a quarterback and then a kicker, right? Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. But dynasty, dynasty, it changes a little bit because you know you got to look more at these young players going mm-hmm. forward and stuff like that. But it, it's exciting. I mean, I'm I already think I have the best team, and we're only five rounds in. <laughs> but um, no, I'm excited for fantasy this year. I hope there's a lot of fantasy guys out or fantasy players out there. Like I'm hoping that maybe next year when we're still doing this and have you know 
number one ratings across the board and oh, fans yeah. just flowing in. That will maybe we'll have a the first ever couch coach league. You yeah. know, see how that goes. But um, yeah. So are you excited for anything with fantasy <clears throat> in particular? You think? Let me ask you something. What is other than Saquon Barkley? Uh, you know what? Speaking of Saquon, really quick, and I, I'm sure you saw it, but I'm going to th- throw it out there anyway. Uh, we got a message from somebody that was listening in on uh, on our thoughts on Saquon Barkley and where we think he's going to end up in a fantasy in a fantasy league. What round we think he's going to end up going in? And uh, I thought that was interesting. And I know you were bringing up Saquon to probably transition there, so maybe I jumped the gun. That's okay. But uh, but I'll throw it to you first. Where do you think Saquon goes? I think if you in a twelve person league. I think if you expect anything outside of the top ten, you're in the wrong league. Because wow. because I have a sure four that I think should go ahead of him. Mm-hmm. That being Le'Veon Bell, Todd Gurley, Zeke, and in my opinion, David Johnson in no particular order. Outside of that, I think he's in the same grouping with Alvin Kamara, Kareem Hunt, Leonard Fournette, Melvin Gordon, Sean <laughs> McCoy, Delvin Cook who I, I'm really big on, I think he's in that same grouping. And because of all the hype around him, I think he's usually going to be the, one of the first ones out of that grouping to go. Yep. So if he falls out of the first round, I'm already surprised. So so Martin, viewing out there, uh, State College area, I hope you heard that. And, of course, we'd get that question living in PA and, and you know, Saquon coming out of Penn State. But, uh, uh, but yeah, listen, I agree. I agree. I, I think he's a first-round talent in fantasy and uh, – you know, I, I think I think people are going to let him slip, though. I think he's going to slip out of the first round. If you can get him in the second, I mean, Jesus, please do. But, yeah. Oh, my God. It's fucking golden. I keep forgetting that in the Dynasty League we are now, we could trade picks or players for future picks. Yeah. Or, and I'm just not used to that right now. I can't wait, though. Mm-hmm. Got my GM hat on. Um, But, no, what I was going to say is, you know, players, people usually disagree on what players are going to do this season, whatever. So, I have to say, outside of Saquon Barkley... I want to know, because I seem to be the minority here, what do you think about Dave, uh, Darius Geis' fantasy value for the Washington Redskins going into this season? Funny you mentioned that, actually. No, yeah, I um, I think it's going to be interesting. I think he I think he fell for obvious reasons, and uh, I'm going to be interested to see what happens with Darius Geis. I think that he has a really, really good shot to start. I really do. Uh, now, listen, they've got, uh, you know, they've got some talent running back right now, um, but I, I think that... Uh, you know, it depends on how training camp goes, but I think everything I've been reading and all the analysis that I've been seeing is that, you know, with a solid training camp, uh, you know, various guys could be competing for that number one spot pretty quick out of the gate. So, we'll see. See, I mean, I don't have personally anything against him. It's just, all right, we might have talked about this in an earlier episode. I'm not sure. But the way Washington runs that system, all their backs other than Thompson is our north-south runners. And every time they try to make it work, they just can't. And, I mean, maybe it changes a little bit with Alex Smith there. But I know they also lost pieces. They have players getting hurt. And, like I said, that mm-hmm. system. I just don't know if adding another north-south runner like Darius Geis, even if he is the best one, it's really going to make that big of a difference. Yeah, I mean, I think we'll uh, I think we'll see. I mean, I think what, what the benefit of Darius Geis and what he gives you based on the fact he's healthy, right? And yeah. And stay healthy. But, uh, you know, I think the advantage that he gives you is there's no tape on the guy, you know, in the big leagues, right? I mean, you got all that college tape, but... Uh, you know, he was part of a really good one-two punch in college. So, you know, I think that part of the expectation is that they can continue that in the system they're going to run. But we'll see. Um, let me uh, – using this as a transition now, um, in our league, in this new one, it's an IDP league. So we're drafting defensive players, and not only are we drafting defensive players, for DBs, instead of just being any DB, we have to have so many corners, so many safeties. Sure. So 
corners already get less points, but I know one corner I'm definitely staying away from now is Janoris Jenkins. Oh, man, wow. I mean, Ooh, you know what? I, I don't know. He might be deadly in fantasy. Oh, this my God. <laughs> um, yeah, a uh, few viewers have not heard. Um, oh, a dead wow. body was found on his premises at yep. home. Um, last thing I heard was it was a family friend that was mm-hmm. staying there. And Janoris Jenkins isn't looked at as a suspect, but his brother yeah. seems to be a target of Absolutely. possibly this family friend's death. Um, so that's just kind of scary. I mean, yeah, big news uh, for for a guy like Janoris Jenkins. But uh, I mean, I'm just saying it from a talent perspective, right? Uh, super weird. What's super weird, and I, I forget where I heard it, but when that was reported. It was the anniversary of Aaron Hernandez's. Oh my thing. god! And they both it's a conspiracy. Wait, and they both went to Florida at the same uh, time. Wow! So All Floridas are murderers. Oh man, I just don't know. I feel feel like that's just super fucking weird. I mean, it is weird, man. I'm not saying I'm not saying Janoris Jenkins has anything to do with it, or that he is Aaron Hernandez. I just think it's <laughs> super fucking odd. No, because Aaron Hernandez was a way better player. Oh my! Oh my god! Oh my god, I, I'm not even going to touch on that. Um, Alright, but yeah, I, I just thought that was a super weird story coming out. Um, what I did find curious though is, a couple weeks ago when a, a lot of the rookies were at like the Panini shooting for like their player cards and stuff yeah, like that, yeah, yeah. Juju Smith-Schuster, my boy, was out there like talking to rookies, you know, hanging out, interviewing them, and he got kind of got into a throwing competition with Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, and Sam Darnold. Yeah, yeah. And he kind of almost looked just as good, if a little bit better than them at yeah. this point. It's funny. And I, I want to know, Drew, does that scare you at all? Or are you just like, no, it's just yeah, like throwing know. a football, having no. fun, like, I don't care. Anybody can stand around and throw some footballs. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, listen, I, I could have went out there. No, I couldn't have. I'm just kidding. But, uh, <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm not... Uh, I'm not scared at all. I'm not scared even a little bit. No way. I mean, it was like 30, 40 yards away. They were throwing it to a hanging tire, but Juju made one. I didn't see anyone else make one, though out of the three of them, Baker Mayfield was the closest. He was there on every one. And yeah. He Sam, also had the highest completion percentage, obviously, well, yeah. coming out of... Uh, coming um, out of back in our stats a little bit there and back in the way we think about these players. Um, Sam Darnold was the next closest, who was close on some, a little bit off on others. And Josh Allen, I mean, Josh Allen was... You know, all over the place. You know, he he was he was missing the broadside of a barn. Like, <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, yeah. So I just found that interesting. I like when Juju goes out and like interacts with other players and yeah, he's kind, good guy. Kind of gives you that interact. I'm very pissed because he was who I was targeting this last round and two picks beforehand. Uh, fucking got taken from me, motherfucker. Speaking um, of speaking of individual players, unless you have something else to add on that, uh, I'd like to take a shift. To the uh, the top one hundred. Oh, yeah, sure. And, and the ten, the ten to one countdown. We Drew, touched, take we touched the wheel. on a couple. Like, we touched on a couple <laughs> positions here, but I'd like to take a really quick blitz on ten to one, if you don't mind. I know we've got a lot of people and a lot of players we got to talk about and personnel that we need to talk about later on. But I've got ten through one written down. <clears throat> I'm gonna blitz through these really quick, and then we're gonna come back and touch. Is that good? Mm-hmm. Good with that. Cool. So ten, Aaron Rodgers. Nine, Von Miller. Eight, Drew Brees or Breezes. Seven, Aaron Donald. Six, Todd Gurley. Five, Le'Veon Bell. Four, Julio Jones. Three, Carson Wentz. 
Two, Antonio Brown, number one, the GOAT, Tom Brady. All right, do you want to do your little bit of complaints first? Or since you seem to have more angst against this, should I just get off please. my chest a little bit? Please, yeah, okay. please do. It'll give so, me time to build up my fury. Th- these lists contradict each other because it's supposed to be off the past season, but they take careers into experience and who's the best player. They'll rise players even when they miss games. They drop players for the same mm-hmm. reason for missing games. Voted so, on by the players, too. I remember that. So I this don't, list is voted on by the players. I don't understand really no how media. they do it then. Because literally, for one player dropping, they use the same reason for a player being that high. Yep. I don't understand. Aaron Rodgers should be higher. I love Von Miller. I think he belongs in the top 10. Probably right around where he is. I think there should be shifting, though. If you get <clears throat> Todd Gurley, the offensive player of the year, and... Um, Oh my God, Aaron Donald! Aaron Donald, the defensive player of the year at six and seven, yeah, they should at least be in the top five, in my opinion. I agree. If they're the reigning player of the years, I can understand Le'Veon Bell being the top five, arguably who we think is the best running back in football. Mm-hmm. But I think Julio Jones should have dropped then. I like Carson Wentz. I have no problem with him being in the top ten, but he should be out of the top five then. Mm-hmm. Take out Julio Jones. Take out Carson Wentz. Put in Aaron Donald. Put in. Uh, Todd Gurley, and Aaron Rodgers should be at least a little bit higher up on that list. Yeah, I'd agree. I'm going to tell you right now. Ahead of Carson Wentz, even though I like Carson Wentz. certainly. Yeah, you got three quarterbacks ahead of Aaron Rodgers. I mean, that alone is insanity. Um, You know, I... I, uh, You know, I think uh, I think maybe it was James Jones that said it the best, and obviously he has some bias because he's played with Aaron for a long time. Yeah. But uh, you know, I think he said it the best when he said, you know, how do you feel about um, about uh, you know Aaron falling ten and tenth on the list? And he said uh, he said uh, you know I feel bad for every defense he's going to go up against this season because you know how he likes to play with the chip on his shoulder. And uh, <clears throat> you know it's funny because if I had to redo my top five, I would probably. I would def- I would take out Julio Jones, I would take out Le'Veon Bell, and I would take out Carson Wentz. I would input Aaron Donald probably at five. I would put Todd Gurley at four. I'd drop Antonio Brown to three. Rodgers and Brady, coin toss one and two. Seriously, I, I really believe that. Because, listen, Tom Brady, there's no doubt. Listen, I'm not naive. Brady's the most accomplished quarterback in the history of the game. No one will ever be as great as Tom Brady when we talk about how good he has been with what he has had over his career, right? But when you look at a talent like Aaron Rodgers, I mean, there is literally no way to keep this guy out of the top two. I mean, it's it's blasphemy. It's complete insanity. This entire list was devalued to me when I watched Aaron Rodgers live pop up at number 10. I turned it off. I couldn't watch the rest. I could not do it. I understand I was voted on by the players. But, I mean, you're looking at arguably the most talented quarterback to ever play the position that we have ever seen in our lifetime, certainly. And you can't put him in the top two. I mean, uh, not ahead of Drew Brees and Carson Wentz. Get the hell out of here. Um, my thing is, all right, I'm not saying it's fully, because you make a point. I, there might be a little bit of bias there. I mean, I'm sure you could understand that. I definitely think... This is why sure, yeah, I yeah. said beforehand it contradicts oh, yeah. itself. Because you're going to have Aaron Rodgers, who is ar- arguably, like you said, the best quarterback we've ever seen. Uh, from a talent From a talent perspective. Okay. At 10. Okay. When he's clearly better than Carson Wentz and just talent-wise, Tom Brady. Even though Tom Brady's accomplished more and he is the GOAT as of now. Sure. Okay. But he missed time, so you drop him to 10. 
But if he's that great, like, how are you going to have Carson Wentz miss time but him being in front? That's my point. Yeah, my, that's my point. I mean, Carson Wentz, if he plays all the games, by the way, Carson Wentz is the MVP of the league. league. Yeah. Carson Wentz is the MVP of the league if he does not miss those games. Uh, without question. But to your point, right, how do you have the reigning defensive player of the year and offensive player of the year out of the top five? That's insane to me. And if you're going based off of, yeah, a strictly this season, no matter their career, no matter if they were hurt or not, then how are you going to drop, like, have or have Aaron Rodgers at 10 or Carson Wentz at high, but Zeke, who was in the top 10 last year, was 30-some year yeah. this year, even though he's still almost one over 1,000 yards, missing six games. Listen, and I agree like, with you. And listen, here's the best part. Both of those players, the defensive player of the year and offensive player of the year, Aaron Donald and, uh, and Todd Gurley, both are in a better position this season to do more. To be more productive, Aaron Donald's defense got tremendously better. Not even a little better. Tremendously better. The offense and the versatility uh, in L.A., way better. I mean, like, this is, it's just insane. It's weird because we throw these names out and it's, like, common sense, but when we throw these names out singly, you forget that the same team that we're talking about has the reigning offensive player of the year and defensive player of the year. They're on the same team, people. Um... But, yeah, no, I, I think Aaron Donald should be above Todd Gurley, but they should both be in the top four um, with Tom Brady and Le'Veon Bell, or, if, or in the top five, as you say, if you want to throw in Aaron Rodgers in there. Um, yeah, I just, I don't get the point of the list. If you all, all I'm asking is, if you're going to have criteria to vote on it, make it clear across the board, not okay for some players, okay for not, and stuff like that. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. What's the meat and potatoes today? The meat and potatoes, um, all right, guys, we're going to do something a little bit different on two different, you know, topics here. And we, I do want, have one more thing to talk about to go in with that before we start Ooh, the meat okay. and potatoes. Um, let's give them an overview. We're going to, we're going to do, we're going to do four teams today. And we're going to do, in our perspective, the top five players ever from that organization, okay, either based on the way they performed for that organization or had some kind of impactful, Tenure. Tenure for that organization. I like it. Um, I know you got your two teams already. Yeah. I have at least one, but I think I know my second now. Um, and then we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to do a segment called Touchdown or Turnover. We'll, we'll, you know, one of us will give a fact or a rumor or an idea that we're expecting that seems to be the popular idea, and we're going to say touchdown if we agree, turnover if we don't, and give our reason why. Cool. I like it. All right, but before we start the teams there... Ooh, man, um, I'm, I'm pumped. We were ta- you, were, you were talking about uh, Greatest Ever, and me and Kevin today were talking about Jerry Rice. And I want to get your opinion on, because we were listening to someone, and they were saying how Jerry Rice is arguably the greatest football player ever, not just receiver. Um, hmm. Even though they were saying Tom Brady was the GOAT of quarterbacks, Jerry Rice is the greatest football player ever, when me and Kevin were both making the point that you could argue, not saying he's not, but you could argue he's not the best receiver ever. So I wanted to get your perspective on, Ooh. do you think he's the clear-cut best receiver ever? And two, yes, whether he is or isn't, is he arguably the greatest football player ever? Or so, is that too high a praise? So I think it's too high a praise, but I'll tell you my perspective. My perspective is from a talent, the things you can't teach somebody. Okay, From a talent perspective, I do not believe he's the greatest, the most talented and gifted player of all time. I do not believe that. Absolutely not. I don't even know if Jerry Rice would be my top five. Ah, he'd be my top five. That's I'm getting a little facetious there. Uh, greatest receiver of all time? Absolutely. You I think mean, it's clear cut? Oh, 100. I think it's a black and white conversation, 100. Uh, percent 
I mean, let me ask you this. So during that conversation, who else? Who was who else was number one? Randy Moss. You can make arguments for Randy Moss. To what To even if you don't like him, because like I wouldn't want him on my team. But To, um, trying to think, Calvin Johnson, Chad uh, Johnson, sure. when he was in his prime, stuff like that. Um, and like Kevin, now I don't know how we each had different reasons for this, but Kevin was like. He never played, most of his career he played with Hall of Fame players at quarterback. Joe Montana, Steve Young, you know what I mean? He had help in the form of other receivers that could do it. Roger Craig running the ball, players on the defensive side. Um, in a position where he wasn't getting coverage because you also actually ran the ball more back then. So he wasn't always doing that double coverage and stuff like that. And, you know, that was Kevin's main point about why he doesn't feel that way about him. Um, where me, it was just like, I feel like, even if it's a, like allowed back then, when you're caught using some kind of advantage, it's not that it knocks you down, well, but all of a sudden I take into perspective, are you... Because th- we have these... But like, it was different. Talk. I don't it care. Different. I don't care. You're using stick him. Once I found that out, even if it was allowed... Well, I was going to say, but okay. it wasn't against regulation. I, I don't yeah, care. I like, it helped you perform... Okay, and even, that's like, I'm not, you know, okay, so everyone else used it, but, you know, that's not giving you an advantage, not giving you a disadvantage, like, it makes you even with them, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't know. No, Jerry Rice, greatest receiver of all time. I mean, I just can't even, I'm not going to say I can't hear out Randy Moss, and and I can't hear out T.O., um, I could certainly hear out Calvin Johnson if he played through his career. I mean, I, I truly, truly, truly believe that Calvin Johnson is the most gifted wide receiver I know. He's the most gifted wide receiver I've ever seen play football, personally with my own eyes, ever. Uh, but he just couldn't play out his career, obviously, and that was upsetting. But, um, yeah, no, Jerry Rice number one. This all got brought up because Jerry Rice is saying how he still feels like he can go out there and produce on no, the football field. No, he can't. Jerry Rice are a fool. There's no way. And, like, Reggie Wayne, and I forget who the other receiver was, like, like no disrespect, but you're 50-something years yeah, old. Yeah, no, there's, get out of it. There's yeah. no way. Get out of it. Oh, my God. But, all right, yeah, I just wanted to touch on that. I wanted to get your perspective on that. So, with that... Let's start these teams. We'll take turns. I'm going to let you do the honors of going Whoa. first. Oh, okay. Um, cool. But I still want to do rock, paper, scissors because I'm on a roll and I want to see if I can eat. All right, let's do it. Ready? Ready? Yep. Rock, paper, scissors. Shoot. Rock, paper, scissors. Shoot. Oh, got him. So much for the tiebreaker. All right, whatever. Go ahead. Okay. All right, so I've got two teams. I'm going to let you know my two teams ahead of time. How's that sound? Is that All right, that's, that's fine. Cool. Do what you want. I'm going New York, time. New York, baby. New York, New York. The concrete jungle where dreams are made of. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess. I mean, so I'm going to go New York Giants and New York Jets. Who do you want here first? Ooh, that's a good. Uh, give me the Jets first. Okay, gotcha. So Jets, I'm, I'm going. I'm going five, five to one. Okay, five to one. Most impactful people to ever touch the Jets organization. Okay, I, I went all out here. So this is going to be interesting. So um, my number five. Uh, I'm going to go credit to uh, Don Maynard here. Uh, I'm call time, you out if I don't long hear some time names. receiver, long time <laughs> receiver. Uh, he leads the he leads the Jets in receiving yards, but but no, I'm not going Don Maynard. He didn't make my list, but I love you and I, and I want. I are you going you order here, like five through one? Or are you just five going five one. names, no nope. order? Five through one okay. order. Okay. Number five, Darrell Regis. Okay, yeah, I'm. So, I mean, I'm surprised it's a little low. I'm interested to see the four names you have ahead oh, of him. You're gonna love him. <clears throat> I'm just glad he's on your top five. Oh okay. yeah, hundred percent. Darrell Regis, in my opinion, again, when we talk about greatest players I've watched play football. 
There is literally not a corner that I've physically watched better than Darrell Rivas. I was going to say, I just watched him play the game and he put me on an island. So, so wait, <laughs> seriously. Darrell Rivas was the most real deal of all time. Put him against anybody and you are just shut down. Like, you're not even throwing to him. It's insane. Arguably top five corner of all time? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's probably fifth, but he's definitely top five okay. corner all time. Okay. Absolutely. Number four, Curtis Martin. Okay, that's the first name I thought of, even more than drivers. I'm like, please, right. please tell me. Curtis, Curtis Martin, of course, yeah. Yeah, old school running back there for the Jets. I guess not too old school. No, not our too generation, old school. Our generation. Hell of a player. Oh, my God, one of the greatest. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's on a top 20 list somewhere, probably. But, yeah, Curtis Martin, the man. Uh, and not taking a lot of time, because I know we don't have a super, super time, but Curtis Martin. My number three is going to be interesting. My number three is going to be the Mara family. Okay. As an ownership group. Uh, you know, and this is going out to Tim, Jack... Uh, John, all the Maras, and, uh, you know, I think they have done a phenomenal job representing the shield of the NFL. I think they've done a phenomenal job with the personal decisions that they've made. I think they've done a phenomenal job with GMs, with coaches, for the most part. And uh, I'm going the entire Mara family at number three. Aren't the Mara family the Giants? Jets, sir. Are they? You're getting, you're getting me questioned here. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. The first thing when you say Mara, I think Giants. And, I mean, you said you were doing the Giants, so I'm like, maybe he switched the list? Which, I mean, is definitely possible, but I could also be wrong. I'm not in the most stable of mind right now. Hot damn! Hot damn! What you it? were right. Uh, it's the Giants. I don't know. Oh, shit, I have the Jets on my Giants list. Yeah, that's my point. I'm like, fuck. This is what happens when you go two teams, same city, in the same oh, city. Oh, my God um, damn. Um, yeah, I'm like... I'm holy like, jit, holy jit nasty. All right, cool. So let me... Uh, <laughs> yeah, how the fuck did that person end up on my Giants list? All right, cool. Let me draw some lines. Let me draw some lines. Let me, let me make let me a draw some lines here really quick. diagram. Let me rework my yarn from holy, picture to picture. Holy, holy Pen15 Club. All right. All right, here we go. So, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. So, so my actual number three is Rex Ryan. I don't know how I had him in the Giants. <laughs> but at any rate, at any rate, my number three is Rex Ryan. And uh, Rex Ryan, listen, most playoff wins uh, ever in, in Jets history. So, but more, uh, than, more than willing to put him ahead of Curtis Martin or Durant. Absolutely. 100%. Questionable, questionable. First okay, questionable call. So, uh, so, so most playoff wins. Uh, number two. Man, Mayor family. Holy shit, I fucked that up. Any rate, so... Uh, shit, how the hell did I do that? Goddamn New York teams. Uh, number two, Bill Parcells. Okay. Uh, number two, Bill Parcells. I think uh, one of the best coaches... To, uh, he might be on your Giants list, too. Oh, okay. I oh mean, he, is. Like... he is. He is, for sure. Uh, you know, Bill Parcells, again, same exact thing. I mean, hell of a coach. Uh, really put the franchise on the map. I mean, he bounced back and forth between a, between a few teams there. But, I mean, Bill Parcells is just a monster wherever he was. So, uh, you, know, you, you know you know a little bit about Bill Parcells, don't you, buddy? Uh, yeah, you know, just I mean, if I didn't, I can't bit. really call myself Cowboys then. Right, right, right. And number one, obviously, uh, you know, Joe Namath. Oh, uh, shit. I forgot all that. <laughs> yeah. No, not really. No, I'm kidding. I'm no, just... but seriously, like, that's what, I'm like, looking at the Mara family, and when you said that, I was like, fuck, I'm sticking to my guns, but like, son of a bitch, you're probably right. Like, <laughs> the Giants, you're I didn't even right. put you on the spot, but we no, do this no, shit no, no. live. Like... I know, you're right, though. Like, when, I, when you said the Mara family, I was just like, I was like, no, he's the Giants, and, or the Jets, and I'm thinking to myself, no, he's fucking totally not. <laughs> and I quick started blitzing through my Giants list, like, who the fuck is on here that shouldn't be on there? But, um, but yeah, at any rate, uh, this is what I got. I got to stop drinking Corona before I do these things. Uh, but anyway, so that happened. Um, yeah, number one, Joe Namath. I mean, Joe Namath, uh, I think he's the first player to ever reach 4,000 yards passing. I mean, uh, you know, Joe Namath still, you know, when you think about New York Jets, you think about Joe Namath. And uh, he's my number one guy. 
So I thought of the second team I wanted to do, and even though they're not as high profile of an organization, I found it more fun of a team and organization when I was thinking about it. I want so, you to do that team, because I already know the other teams. So I want you to do that one. You want me to do that one first? Oh, yeah. Okay. I want so, you to talk about the two teams. Tell us the two teams. I, I was going to do the Patriots first, because that was the first team, but Drew wants to hear the exciting team first, so I'm going to go the St. Louis Rams, or now the L.A. Rams. Um, Ooh, this should be interesting. And there's okay. plenty of players um, that are on, on the team now that could end up being on this list, but for the sake that they mm. haven't been playing as long. I've got two clear-cut in my mind. And there's, and there's a huge... Huge history of very good players there. I'm kind of going to take it more old school for the most part. Maybe I'll decide to throw on one new name. Um, but, alright, so I'm going to go the Rams. And at least for the number 5 pick, I feel like there might be a little bit bias. And I'm going to go... Uh, oh, I'm deciding between two players even as we do this. Um, alright, you know what? I'm... I'm going to go, I'm going to throw one name on there, and I think it's because he's already made an impact and he's going to continue. I'm already putting number five, Aaron Donald. Get the hell out of here. Are you serious? Yes, he's what, three years oh in? Oh my defensive God. Defensive player what? Here. Arguably the best interior lineman we've seen in the past decade. Okay. Wow. And he's young. He hasn't shown any injury history, and yes, you can argue any player. This is my fucking list, though. Okay. And I think he's going to maintain it, and I'm already giving him that five spot, willing to possibly go up. But now we'll go back to the old school names, and it's kind of hard. I love this player. He might be my favorite all-time Rams player, but at number four, I'm going Torrey Holt. Ooh, okay. Torrey Holt. Torrey Holt. Interesting. Are you-, you know, I'm going to tell you, I've got, I've got three players, like, Hardcore in my mind right now, but well, there I'm might be my top three. Okay, I'm interested. Um, five Tory Holt. Okay. So four Tory Holt or four Tory Holt. Are you five was Aaron Donald? Yeah. Arguably my favorite receiver. He's definitely up there, but my favorite Rams player of all time. I just love watching Tory Holt play. Part of the greatest show on turf. You know what I mean? Him oh, with yeah. Isaac Bruce. I wanted to put Isaac Bruce in the can list. You, can we tie them, please? For the sake of doing it. If he's not on the list, can we please tie can them? Can we make him 5B? Because he was who originally I was going to put at yeah, 5. Yeah, you got it. You and can't talk like, Tory Holt without talking. Donald. You like, can't talk uh, Tory, Tory right, Holt without so talking So I'll Isaac do Bruce. Isaac Bruce 5B. Okay, fair. Donald 5A. Tory Holt 4. Um, but now I think the top three are pretty much set in stone, at least in my opinion. Number three, I'm going Kurt Warner. Kurt mm. Warner... Okay, was... Well, now you're one and two are pretty easy. Out of the league, okay, played for the Canadian League after yep. bagging groceries, came, sat behind the... What a great story. Start, and then won the Super Bowl. One of the best And then the led him to how many other successful seasons, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, barely. No doubt. He was obviously one of the key components to those, those that, you know, championship qualifying teams, and, I mean, oh my God, just winning that Super Bowl uh, must have been so great. Uh, Kurt Warner, I still feel like sometimes when I watch him on NFL Network, can still go out there and fling it and stuff like that, but he was great to watch. Um, again, played with Torrey Holt, Isaac Bruce, as well as the other two players I'm going to mention, and it was kind of hard for me, but number two for me is Orlando Pace. Um, Ooh, what? Arguably. Oh my god. You could put him wow. in the top five tackles of all time. No, I agree. I agree. He would have been on my list. He, he would have replaced Aaron Donald on my list if I was okay. I just think he... I think that's too low. But I think you're missing a person, man. You're going to miss him. Maybe. Maybe. And maybe I'll end up taking myself. That's usually your job, but it's possible because I'm going strictly off the dome. No paperwork. No phone. Um, 
And yeah, so number two, I have Orlando Pace, totally underrated. I feel like people forget about him. Your number one better be obvious. Um, number one is obviously Dick Vermeil. No, I'm kidding. It's, what? No, I'm kidding. what? No, it's, it's. I thought you were gonna be like number one. It's is Marshall Kevin, Falk. Kevin Green. It's Marshall Falk. Of course. Um, Marshall Falk. <clears throat> I know Kevin would have kicked my ass if I didn't say that. It's his favorite running back of all time. One of the greatest oh, yeah. of all time. One of the greatest of all time. Arguably I'm the best to ever be able to do all three phases of run, catch, and block. Um, I don't think it's arguable. Um, he he was just the key component in every phase of that game, part of those teams. Um, even as just a veteran teaching other players and being a mentor and showing them the right way and what it does to win, I think personally he is the most impactful player to have ever played for the Rams. Um, but I know, I realize... Uh, who you missed? Yeah. Eric Dickerson. Yeah. Man! Oh, so God, my now three just names. That without getting into it, I'm taking clearly Aaron Donald and Isaac Bruce off the list, and, and Eric Dickerson moves all the way up yeah, to number five, five and four point five for the disrespect. I'm, I'm saying he has to at least be top two. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm sorry, Eric Dickerson. I'm sorry, Rams fans. Yeah. I'm clearly made a bonehead play, but I fixed it. Yeah, and that's all that matters. I fucked up the marathon. Yeah. So that's, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Goddamn New York teams. I right, ready to rock and roll? Yeah. My next one. Yeah. So I'm going with Giants. Uh, shocker, the Mayor family's on there. But they're, they're tied, so it's going to be weird. Mayor family, what? Are so, they the uh, Jets? Okay. Fuck you, fuck you. So, number five, OBJ. Oh, really? Um, and you were giving me shit for Aaron Donald! Yeah, I know. I know. Okay. So, OBJ, number five. Um, I could take a mountain to the Mayor family. But, uh, listen, OBJ, number five. Uh, listen, I think he's one of the greatest receivers I've ever seen play the, fo- play the game of football. Uh, side. Literally, if I put... I take out Calvin Johnson. You're ridiculous. I, I don't want to hear the out, this. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, he's one of the top three uh, most dynamic receivers that I've probably ever seen play football. And, uh, again, witness with my own eyes. Uh, OBJ is just a monster when he's on the field. When he's healthy, when he can stay healthy, uh, he's a matchup, uh, matchup machine. He's a monster. Um, literally, I think he's only behind Antonio Brown and, uh, and Calvin Johnson, truthfully, from what I've ever seen. Uh, he's too not behind to Randy Moss? That's true. I did watch Randy Moss play. T.O.? Yeah, watch T.O. play. A.J. Chad Johnson? Listen, he's number five on the Giants all time. I know. So. I'm giving you shit. <clears throat> um, you reminded me of my age there, so I don't like that. Uh, number four. <laughs> two-way tie. Two-way tie? Nah, no. Number four is clear cut. <laughs> Michael Strahan. Ooh, okay. Michael Strahan. Maybe could be four. argued a little bit low, but sure. Okay, go ahead. So, Michael Strahan, number four. The big gap. Um, the big gap, yeah. Hey, we're starting out. Yeah, oh, yes. Michael Strahan's awesome, though. I'll give him major props. Of course, yeah. Although he did get uh, the sack record on a fucking laydown, but whatever. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, seriously, though, Michael Strahan, what a monster. I mean, when you talk about putting pressure on a quarterback, very few people did it better than Michael Strahan. Number three is actually a two-way tie. That is the... Uh, it was initially Tom Coughlin and Tom Coughlin and, and uh, Rex Ryan, but now it's Tom Coughlin and the Mayor family. So, uh, Mayor family, for obvious reasons about that. Tom Coughlin, number three. Here's why. I want to hear this. Tom Co- just simply based on one thing. His 18 to nothing Super Bowl victory over the Patriots is arguably the greatest upset of all time in sports. Period. It was that goddamn insane. And, uh, you know, again, I think Tom Coughlin was a... Uh, was a humongous impact to the Giants organization. I think if you're watching football in the air that we're watching football and you don't think of the name Tom Coughlin when you think of the New York Giants, shame on you. Okay. Okay. Number two, Bill Parcells. Okay. He is number two on both of my lists. Uh, reason why he won two Super Bowls with the Giants, obviously. So did Tom um, Coughlin. 
Uh, he did. You're right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, so did. But um, you know, Bill Parcells again, same thing. I mean, Bill Par- Bill Parcells, I think, is just higher. Is just that high on both lists because of how successful he's been everywhere he was. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. There wasn't a system that Bill Parcells did not operate effectively, and he did not run. The same, well, I mean, he didn't run anything the same, really. Well, I guess similar offense in uh, in the New York teams. But it was not the same as what he did when he went to Dallas. Oh, so, well. So, you know, I mean, Bill Parcells, phenomenal coach. I mean, hot damn, but number two. And number one, arguably the greatest outside linebacker, not arguably, the greatest outside linebacker of all time. Derek Brooks. No, I'm kidding. Go ahead. Lawrence Taylor. Lawrence Taylor. So, the big old LT. Uh, in my opinion, the best outside linebacker to ever play the game of football. And, uh, yeah, Lawrence Taylor is number one. If you don't agree with me, you, you listen, question everything else, uh, bitch at me for the mayor of fuck up. But uh, if you don't have LT number one when you think New York's Giants, eat, eat my ass. Let me, let me ask you something. Lawrence Taylor's number one, but is he number one in all-time sacks? Mm-mm. No, you're no, right. He's not. he's not. He's number two. Okay. No, I'm kidding. All right, yeah, it's the Giants list, it's the Shearer list, and I'm not going to argue Lawrence Taylor, honestly. I, I was like, how could you have Tom Coughlin at three? He has to be at least top two. And then I was thinking Bill Parcells, and I'm like, I'm looking at your list while I'm, I'm kind of cheating, and I'm like, oh, Lawrence Taylor. I'm like, yeah, I guess I guess that kind of works. <laughs> I, I was just kind of worried you were going to throw, like, Eli Manning on there. <laughs> or, <laughs> or Tiki Barber. <laughs> Yo, listen, or, I'm not, I love Tiki Barber. Okay, I'm just saying that. He's, I'm just, he's, no, we're in here top five. The least he's, favorite uh, of the two Tiki brothers to me. <laughs> like, um, wait, of the two Tiki brothers, Rondé Barber. Barber. Yeah, yeah, he's the Tampa Bay, right? Yeah, he's with the Bucks. Yeah, yeah. come on, man. Oh, Rondé's a man. Yeah, listen, I'll take that from Rondé. All right, so since that, I'm gonna go Patriots. Oh, ready? So excited for the second team. And so ready. I think the top two are clear cut. Um. So you have a, be. a host full of names, three through five, that I could say that you could rearrange in the order that I'm going to apparently leave names off the list. And so three through five is the players I pick could also be like six I'm through ten. Right now, if you don't have uh, if you don't have a specific linebacker on that list, I'm going to be very upset. With you. Thing is, they had a lot of good linebackers, and apparently right. I'm a little biased in the way I rank their linebackers. Uh, one of them has got to be in the top five. Um, I know they are. So I'm, I'm just going to give you three through five in names in general. Oh, um, wow. going to allow me to piece them together? Yeah. <laughs> so three through five in no particular order, because, again, people could argue this. I have Ty Law. Okay. I have uh, William McGinnist. Ooh, nice. Well, and nice. I have Teddy Bruschi. Okay. Can I rank them for you? Sure. Tyler three, Teddy Bruschi four, William McGinnis five. Let me ask you, was, Will, uh, was Teddy Bruschi the linebacker you were thinking of? Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So never mind. All right. So yeah, uh, Teddy Bruschi, people point out, oh, well, that was a great defense. Obviously, they had talent on offense. You know, there was... But that dude was, in my opinion, the heart and soul of what held that defense together. Yeah, oh, yeah. you had playmakers on every part level oh, yeah. of that defense, okay? Um, and you had depth, and you had the coaching, and the quarterback, and whatever. But the way that unit worked so well together, Teddy Bruschi never gave up, always played to the end of the play, Absolutely. always gave his heart, was the passion of that team. I loved seeing him after the game when they won the Super Bowls. Teddy Bruschi will always have a spot on my team. Um, so I Rest had to throw baby. Teddy Bruschi on there. Ty Law 
was uh, you hear me say whenever we bring him up, Ty, I fought the law, and the law won. Um, he was very much for a long time a disruptive corner, you know, a lockdown corner. Absolutely. It was hard for you to beat him, and he was a key component to those championships and that defense. And then Willie McGinnis was just a player coming off that line, and even when they moved him up to linebacker for a little bit, was still a player and played for a long time and gave a lot to that organization. I don't... I don't think until the very end of his career when he was just, you know, like all players trying to make it move on, yeah. was on a different team. Um, so, Rob, I'm, I'm really surprised that you didn't say uh, Robert Kraft. I'm, I'm surprised he's not on your list. I mean, yeah, you maybe because I'm more of a player person. Like, I feel like if a coach clearly or an ownership clearly has a thing, and I'm not saying he wasn't a component. Your one and two are going to be super exciting for me. Get those players... And obviously, he, he had a deal with it, but he's not handfully coaching those players. Sure. He's not the GM bringing in those players, you know what I mean? Right. He's just kind of like, I'm giving you free reign. And he's been lucky enough where the people he's brought in, and partly on his behalf, <clears throat> have done their jobs. Sure. And have been successful. I think he's an incredible evaluator. He's of a talent. very great owner. Oh, yeah. Oh, my best, God. Probably the best evaluator of talent at the ownership uh, level in the league. I'm not arguing that, like, if you were doing an owner's list, he'd probably be in the top three. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Of, of right now. Um, but I think the top two are easy. And I mean, I might get slack for this. And whatever, number two, Tom Brady. Wow. I'm going to applaud you. I'm going to applaud you. I thought you were going to have them reverse. I'm not crazy. I'm glad you didn't. Because not, if you did, I would fucking also be, be doing what you do all the time and surveying for a new co-host. I'm not fucking crazy like you and think that Tom Brady is clearly just a component of the Belichick system. Well, no, 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 I'm not saying the guy's got no talent at all, okay? I know my last episode I got carried away. You're just saying he was a seventh-round <laughs> pick that was He very- was a seventh-round pick. And uh, listen, he started over Drew Bledsoe. Listen, here's the deal. Tom Brady is a phenomenal. I'm not sure. Anyway. No, so he's a phenomenal player. Okay, obviously. I mean, you don't play in this league and not be great. Okay, I'm just gonna say that you can't take away the value that Bill Belichick adds to that team, and it's more than any other head coach ever in the league, ever in the history of the league. Obviously, aside from my guy Vince Lombardi. Um, but aside from that, seriously, I mean, Bill Belichick is top two greatest coaches of all time. And when you have a top two greatest coach of all time, it's just a little bit easier. Being a quarterback. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying Tom Brady's not gifted. I'm not saying he's not good. Uh, I'm just saying He's just saying he's no Aaron Rodgers. I'm (laughs) I'm just busting your balls. No, I'm not saying that. Just, yeah, whatever. Um, Yeah, it's just, the way I kind of decided between one and two is if you took one away, how that team would have performed in the same time span without the other. And that's why, number one, I have Drew Bledsoe. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Um. No, I'm kidding. It's, it's Corey. He arguably could have been on your list. It's Corey Dillon. No, I'm, uh, oh like, no, God. seriously. Um, but in all seriousness, it's Bill Belichick. Um, Corey Dillon. Like you said, I'm not gonna, oh, I'm not nearly going to argue that Belichick's the top two coach of all time. Um, I think if he wins another one, you could argue it should be the Belichick trophy. I would agree. Um, but the dude is just a fucking ingenious. He moves on from the players maybe sometimes a little bit early, but usually the perfect time. He usually finds players right away to so be able to big. take that spot. If he can't, he reworks his system like you're supposed to to make it work for the players that are there. And I just, if I think if you argue that any other coach right now is better than Belichick or has been in the past decade, you're Yeah, you're track. fucking out of your mind. You're fucking out of your mind. No, I mean, Bill Belichick is the greatest... I mean, he's the greatest coach right now, probably the greatest coach again that we'll ever, you know, witness. But and uh, so, therefore, Belichick is my number one. I agree wholeheartedly, without 
Honestly, any I hate when you agree because then I feel like we can't argue about <laughs> shit. I know. No, seriously. I'm glad you let me pick your list because if you would have put Ty Law fifth, I would have been fucking pissed. No, I don't think I would have picked Ty Law fifth. I think he is... If I had to ring him, I think he would be third. I think four and five would have been McGill's Brewski of some way, but yeah, yeah. I, I definitely thought Brewski deserved to be on there. I agree with you 100%. No. All right, so yeah. No that, complaints about we're that gonna, list. We, we're probably going to do this at least for the next couple of weeks. Maybe we'll like skip a week there, here or there, show. But we are going to try to get this done before regular season starts. Um, but we're going to try a little bit with what's been going on in the news lately, and we'll take turns here. So think of some while we're doing this. Is this, this. touchdown inter- or touchdown turnover? Touchdown turnover. In new touchdown segment. turnover. I'll give you. I'm going to do the first one so you folks at home get an idea of how we're going to do this. And so, because you know, Drew this is Drew's first time, and you doing know, touchdown he, turnover. Yeah, it's both of our first time doing touchdown turnover. No, I've been doing it by myself in the mirror at home. Like, <laughs> You're like, no, no, no. I've been practicing it for a week. You yeah, just found out about like, it 30 minutes ago. It's like, uh, first off, like we are oh, very, God, very awesome. much. Uh, you know, we complement each other a lot on how we run the show. You know, I help a little bit with the business, but you do a lot of the business side. You come up with ideas, but I'm I'm usually the one that's coming up and you know doing stuff like that. So we work well together with that sort of thing, and that's why usually when you're like, oh, so what are we gonna do this week? I'm like, give me a minute, I'll think of something. So we're gonna do this. I'm gonna do the first one so we get a feeling for it. So and this one might be easy, but some might argue it. So Drew, would you say touchdown if you agree, turnover if you don't? Um, if this season does not go well for Jameis Winston. He is not going to be in Tampa Bay next season. Touchdown. Touchdown. Okay. I think that uh, I think he's got enough talent. Uh, and listen, I know. Listen, the suspension here didn't hurt. Doesn't doesn't help. Rather, uh, doesn't help his case. Uh, I don't think he's had phenomenal talent, right? But I mean, let's think about it, right? When he came into the league, he had Vincent Jackson, Mike Evans, he had Doug Martin, the running back. Uh, you know, he had a decent defense, not a great defense, but a decent defense. Uh, and, and you know, I don't think he's lived up to, to that potential. Um, I, I don't. I'm I'm afraid for Jameis Winston's job if he goes better. If he goes less than 500 this year, which I think is certainly possible. Uh, let's take out the, these three games. Right? Let's take out these first three games because he's obviously going to be suspended. I was going to say. I think we were talking about this but, earlier. The three games he's missing is the Saints, which I think they're going to lose anyway. Right. They would lose. They're against Philadelphia. Uh, the Philadelphia, which they I think they're going to lose anyway. Right. And I. I honestly forget that third team, but it was already a questionable thing where I don't know if I would even make them the favorite. Um, but so there's a good chance even with him playing, they're going to go start 0 3. Right, right. Yeah, I'm just saying if he plays less than 500 in the games that he has to play, I, I would be. I don't know. I, I don't know that we see Jameis Winston being solid. Do you think if when he comes back, box. if he just plays solid, it's enough to keep his job? Yes. You do? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. Better than 500. That, that's my, my, my 500 is my limit. If he goes less than 500, he's out. If he goes better than 500, he's in. I'm just saying, if I was management, unless you're going to go ball out, I'm probably seeing what else is out there. Um, all right, so that was the first one. What do you got? Oh, man. All right, so so let me ask you this. So, uh, oh, man, who do I got? I'm going to go with Case Keenum. Okay. Going to, uh, going to the Broncos. Let me ask you this. I think he's there on a three-year deal. Case Keenum, or uh, uh, the Broncos still have... Uh, Paxton? Uh, yep, Paxton Lynch. So mm-hmm. They still have Paxton Lynch, who they're not quite ready for. Let me ask you this. Do you foresee a scenario, touchdown or turnover, that Paxton Lynch could possibly replace Case Keenum this year? Touchdown. But my caveat is... 
you know what my life scenario is? Case Keenum getting hurt. Other than that, I don't think I don't think there's any way that happens. Fair. Um, because the fact that I, I don't think even if Case Keenum doesn't play the level he did last year, even if he's solid or slightly underperforming, I, maybe at the end of the season they throw Paxton Lynch in there. But I don't think from the time starting or even in practice or training camp or you know the, like I said the games he did start, he has shown them anything to make you think he is better than even a subpar Case Keenum. Um, so, I mean, they're going to give Case Keenum time to make, see how he works in that offense, and they're going to make a quick judgment. You don't give that money out, even as a stopgap, if you're just going to give him three games, and if he's not performing, yank him out. So, I think he does play at least half the season. I think he will play at least to the level um, that as long as they're competing for the playoffs, again, maybe the last week, even if he's played decent, they let Paxton Lynch try to get some time in there. But I think, other than injury, Case Keenum is your starting quarterback. Let me ask you a question. I'm going to do a caveat to that or a follow-up. Do you feel that Case Keenum is good enough to make the Denver Broncos a contender? No. Fair. That that was even it was that easy question. I mean, if you're talking about contender for the division, I mean, maybe. No way. But even then, I'm like, no. I don't think so. I mean, no you, you got to see the other teams. Their offense is good enough. I think they're. <clears throat> They want to argue pieces. Like, you got Royce Freeman. He's unproven. You got other backs that you drafted and Booker, and he's unproven. You got Demarius Thomas and Sanders who are aging, and you're bringing another quarterback. The only thing you can really count on, and even that's somewhat questionable because of the players moving around, is the defense. And I just don't think in a division with the Raiders, with the Chiefs. And honestly, on the defense, at this point in time, right now, the only thing you can count on is the defense getting pressure on a quarterback. Mm -hmm. You can't even count on that secondary. As it stands right now. Because their secondary is, is, is really gutted right now. I mean, all they have is, what, Harris back there? That's it. Yeah. So, I mean, as of right now, I'm saying no. I'm saying, you know, other than injury, touchdown, Case Keenum is the starting quarterback. Um, so, sticking with the quarterback since, you know, I was thinking Janus. Now, this one might be less popular, but if Tennessee doesn't make the playoffs, if Mario doesn't play anything better than solid, Touchdown that the Titans might think about moving on or turnover. Turnover. No, they're not. They're not moving on. <clears throat> no, they're not moving on from Marcus Mariota. No, absolutely not. Um, you know, I, I think that I don't think Mariota has had enough talent around him <clears throat> for the for the franchise to really say, you know what, it's that guy. And by the way, honestly, out of that draft class, I think that Marcus Mariota is the least. Mm. Oh, James Winston was in that draft class. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I don't think so. I think he's good enough to be a starter in the NFL. I really, really do. He's a very two-dimensional quarterback. Um, you know, I mean, who has he had, though? I mean, he's had DeMarco Murray, right, at running back. Uh, he's had Antonio Gates. Uh, or, no, he's had... Uh, Antonio Gates. Delaney Walker. Oh, Delaney Walker, yeah. Jesus Christ, Antonio Gates. Holy fuck. I'm so, I'm so sorry, Chargers fans. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, Delaney Walker... Uh, but really, aside from that, he had Eric Decker last year, two years. He had Eric Decker for something like that. He was in Tennessee for a while. Um, maybe. Maybe. I know he was for the Jets after, Jets. He, after he left. Yeah. Was he in Tennessee, Eric Decker? It's possible for a season, maybe two. But uh, I'm just going to do then, a quick about, Google. Even if he was, he was an aging receiver at that yeah, point. Yeah, and honestly, I mean, Eric Decker's really not that good. So, you know, I mean, that, that just is what it is. Um, yeah, Eric Decker. Uh, he did play for the Titans. He did play for the Titans. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just just 2017, yeah. Uh, okay, cool. So Eric Decker, I, I mean, I I don't know. I just don't think you've given him enough. I really don't. Yeah. I'd like to see him with a better defense, although his defense was pretty good last year. 
But I'd really like to see him with some serious weapons on offense from the receiver position. They still don't have any. <laughs> so, like, ah, oh, well, I mean, but at any rate, I mean, for the most part, they have none. And uh, they moved on from DeMarco Murray, haven't re-signed him. They're, they're resting their laurels on Derrick Henry. Uh, Deion which, Lewis, they signed. Oh, uh, they signed Deion Lewis, you're right. They signed Deion Lewis from New, from New England. Uh, but I, I don't know. I, I don't see them moving on. I don't know. I'm just kind of going down a checklist. And I'm like, okay, so when you draft you know, the Titans, when you drafted Mario, did you draft him to be a solid, average quarterback? No, but no, you okay. draft him to so be a good quarterback around great That's talent. one check mark. You're like, okay, well, he can't lead this team, so let's get a running game. But the thing is, after you know two seasons ago with DeMarco Murray, you really haven't gotten that. And like you said, you're resting your laurels on then Deion Lewis and... Derrick Henry, which I don't have the most confidence in. No. So now you can't lead your offense. You don't know who starts between those. You know what I mean? You can't lead your offense with the quarterback. I don't know if you're going to have the running game like you want. Now that's an up and coming defense. You have a good offensive line. So you, that is very big help. But if you don't have a running game and you can't trust your quarterback to lead you, like I, I can, I can understand, especially with the new coach. Maybe the quarter, the uh, the coach is like, you know, you're oak, you're a solid starter. But we're going to at least test the waters and see what else is out there. And maybe you'll be back, maybe you won't. That's just personally how I feel. Hmm. Interesting. I'm always interesting. You know, I, I think that, uh, you know, I, okay, I'm, I'm just going to move on to uh, to mine for you. You ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready to be right again. I'm ready to be right again. Wow. So, I, I, I think that, okay, let's go through it. So, what about, hmm, who do I got? Who do I have? Oh, let's go with my man, my uh, my guy. So, uh, Andrew Luck. Okay. Right? Uh, Andrew Luck. So, we're going to go with Andrew Luck really quick. And uh, and by the way, I think that that uh, I think the Tennessee moved on from Ken Wiz and Hunt way too fast. I'm just going to throw that out there really quick. No, I think you're um, but you think I'm crazy, you said? Yeah. Uh, you don't like Ken Wasn't on? I'm not a fan. Okay. I mean, I don't have anything against him, but I'm not like, oh, yeah, okay. he should definitely should have more. So, anyway, anyway. So, uh, I'm going to go with my guy, Andrew Luck. <clears throat> with his current offense and his current defense situation, which, which, frankly, is not much better or worse than what he's had when he's been there before. Yeah, okay. In a highly more, I mean, it's not. In a more competitive division than he ever played in. Agreed? Yeah, Absolutely. Because before he got hurt, he was there was no one there to for ch- challenge him, and now it's the complete opposite. Bro, Matt so. Schaub, dude, Matt Schaub, you're tough out here. So now, seriously, Atlanta Matt Schaub. Seriously, yeah. What? Anyway, so uh, do you feel okay? So so touchdown or turnover? Andrew Luck takes the Indianapolis Colts to the playoffs. Ooh, that that was not the question I was expecting. Was I know, really I know it wasn't. That's why I had to turn it off. Um, and not because I don't think he can do it, but because of the odds, and I usually play the odds, I'm going to say turnover. Mm-hmm. I hope he comes back healthy. I hope he comes up and balls out so they don't have to listen to people be like, oh, you know, you're all about Andrew Luck and da 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 No, because we, we both love Andrew yeah. Luck. Um, I mean, I want to call him one of my guys, but he is just overlooked and it's bullshit. Um, but, no, I just, I think... Between the Titans, between the Jaguars, between the Texans, there's just too much competition that unless he comes out completely healthy and play at the level like before he left, there's just no way your team wins that division, let alone compete with the other teams in that conference to possibly win a wildcard spot. Now, if Deshaun Watson gets hurt, if 
the Titans turn back to just a, an okay team, and you know that Jaguars offense stalls and it's just resting on the defense, and Andrew Luck comes back and is Andrew Luck, then sure. But other than that scenario you're going happening, over. you're going turnover. I'm going all turnover. at the end of the day. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. So we're going to do one more, and then we're going to say goodbye to the nice folks listening out into so this is know, Radio Land. I can take um, you guys away. Yeah, it, it's kaput. Um, I did have a good one that now I'm kind of freezing on, but um, all right, let me give you this one. Touchdown or turnover in the New York Jets system? Okay. If Teddy Bridgewater wins the starting job like it's possibly rumored and goes and balls out this year, and usually it's a good case to have, do you think there's any chance... Touchdown being there is, turnover being that there's not. That they're like, we like what we see in Teddy. And that they possibly look to trade Darnold. No, no, turnover. Turnover. You don't think at all? Turnover, 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 turnover. No. You don't draft a guy that high to trade him. You just don't do it. But you do that to protect yourself, possibly thinking you're getting it. But if Teddy comes and is the... No. You do that to, you do that to, to, to stabilize the face of your franchise. They drafted a guy, what, third? Overall? Yeah. I mean, come on. You don't draft a guy in the top three to move on from him after a year. There's no way. What you do is you draft a guy in the top three. Listen, remember how long Aaron Rodgers sat behind uh, Brett Favre? Yeah. Sat behind him for like, what, two, three seasons? Yeah. Listen, you're, you're doing Brett Favre. We're talking Hall of Fame quarterback. The only reason I say this is because Bridgewater. you're telling me if a season from now, if Teddy balls Brady out, behind or a season and a half, you know, Teddy balls out. No. You're, you're nope. not saying you're nope. like, oh, Teddy's really going off. Maybe this is a good spot for him. Let's get rid of the sure thing, who's doing really good, to go with the rook we drafted two seasons ago and hope he does the same thing. No, you know, I, I don't... Here's the thing. I don't think... When you say Teddy balls out, listen, and I love Teddy Bridgewater, and that's that's painful to say as a Packers fan, obviously, <laughs> in the time they spent in Minnesota. But but listen, seriously, I, I, I think that Teddy Bridgewater is really, really good. I don't think he's good enough to... Ball out. That's my problem. I did that with quotations, by the way. Air quotations. Yeah, he did I don't quotations. think he's good enough to ball out. I, he's not taking him like 12 and 4. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. he's not like going bananas. He'll sneak in at best, but I don't think he's the face of your franchise. I mean, listen, 12 and 4, I guess, is the face of your franchise. <laughs> but, you know, I don't think he's the guy that you say, holy shit, they missed on. Let's do this. I don't think they trade out, no. I mean, I think he lives out his rookie contract for sure. In New York. So you're saying, as of right now, you have more confidence Sam Darnold is a premier quarterback than anything Teddy will give you? No. I, I think that they're foolish to move on from Sam Darnold when they bought him. They got him in the first round, so it extends a year on their contract, uh, to get out of that contract early just because Teddy Bridgewater is doing good. Because remember, Teddy Bridgewater has two ACLs under his belt. I think one in college and one in the pros, right? So, you know, I, I don't think it... No. no I, I understand your point. I'm just saying... I also think it's being foolish that if you then have a sure thing, if he does that, and an unsure thing, you're like, yeah, but we drafted this, and we don't want to look wrong, so we're going to move on from the sure thing for the unproven commodity. I don't think they do it like for that reason. I think they do it for, hey, listen, I got a really cheap second great quarterback for two, three years, and, and let's see what happens. I don't even know if the fans like it if Teddy does do really well, and then you bring in Sam Darnold, and like, Teddy, you're the backup now. I think you can maybe get something for Sam Darnold. Not saying it's going to happen, of course, but just an interesting thing I've been thinking about. But um, with that, I think that was our show. Yeah, for sure. Listen, I hope you guys uh, enjoyed it. Uh, my bad, I'm a mara fuck up. I'm still thinking. I'm gonna. That's gonna like haunt me in my dreams Good. for real. Good, maybe we'll fuck up. up for the next one. Goddamn, <laughs> shit.
But, I mean, uh, this was literally written, by the way, about uh, 15 minutes ago, this list. Uh, I've really got to stop drinking. Uh, we've been, been, we've like, been, re- we've been like, recording whatever. for the past yeah, yeah, yeah. 59 right, minutes, right, right. we only wrote yeah, down yeah, like so, 15 minutes Seriously, ago. I wrote this list like, uh, probably like an hour and a half ago on the back of a letter that was sent to me that I'm never going to open. So uh, that's how uh, that's how much seriousness I threw in this. No, page. we hope you people will hear, listen to this and have a good weekend. We'll have one more out for you just in time for the 4th. So we'll save the, yeah, sure. you know, the fun for that one. Um, hopefully that show will be a bang. Um, be huge. we got a lot of good shit lined up. But yeah, so we hope you people had a good time. We always do. Um, sure. But yeah, we hope you have a good weekend. And thank you for listening, guys. Thanks for listening. Nice, guys. Tune in next time and score some points with the Couch Coaches. Oh.